0: Hey. If we want to build the future, we're gonna need something like a high-speed internet
1: connection that can turn my ideas into reality. <laughs> like the skills
0: to become the world's most powerful coder. The resources to make more films with people who look like me. 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 Like me.
1: Like the tools to start my sustainable shoe business. Way more space to collaborate.
0: Yeah, that's better. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to open doors for the next generation so they can build a future of unlimited possibilities.
1: It's not your fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast that's for parents, caregivers, and young people. I am your host, Brandon Jones, and we're back with another installment of the podcast. On today's episode, we are actually going to talk about divorce and how divorce plays a role on teens. Now, in today's society, we know that marriage rates are actually on a decline. Less people are getting married than the, uh, today than they have in previous years. We also know that birthing rates are on a decline. People are having less children than we have traditionally had as well. But one thing that has remained consistent is the impact of divorce on teenagers. This is one of the things that doesn't often get highlighted. It was when parents split up, uh, especially for divorce. For some reason, divorce has a huger impact from research says than when people are actually separated. Um, But it does. But but that's. But that's not the same as if parents were never together. So there's kind of three ways to look at how these things impact uh the development of a young person, and with teenagers, it impacts them uh specifically differently than it does with young people, and we're gonna talk about that today. Now, why are we talking about divorce, Brandon? Are you getting divorced? Like, what's happening, bro? What's going on? I'm not getting divorced. Me, I'm in a healthy marriage, but <clears throat> we had a listener, uh, send a question in. And said, hey, can you talk about how divorce impacts children? Um, This person is currently just uh, disengaged from their husband, their Mm -hmm. mother. They have two teenagers, um, a 12-year-old, and I believe the daughter is about 15. And she was interested in knowing, like, what's up with how my teens are going to respond? So I gave her some information. I'm going to share that same information with you all because I think it's important that we understand how young people uh, respond to when their parents separate. So a few things for you to know about divorce and teens. In the United States... Only around 60% of children live with married biological parents. So only about 60%. So that's 40% of the folks in the U.S. are not with their biological parents, and their parents are not married. So we're only talking about 60% of the population, and then within that 60%, then we're talking about the folks who actually get divorced. So we're not talking about all young people who have different family dynamics and parents uh, and levels of parent engagement. So even though divorce is commonplace, it can negatively impact children. Divorce significantly increases the risk, both long and short term, of mental health problems in adolescence. Many people start to see this right away. We see the splitting of children where children are like, oh, you know, I don't I wanna live with you, mom, I'll live with my dad. Or they start to blame a parent or sometimes they even blame themselves for why the divorce has happened. What are some common effects of divorce on young people? So most kids are resilient and don't exhibit psychological problems. However, even if the child is not exhibiting symptoms of serious mental illness, there still may be some struggling, right? So teens who parents are divorced experience a wide range of emotions, and some of those can manifest from common disruptions in their life. So what are some of the common impacts of divorce? And these are some of the things that you may see with the young people in your life. The first thing that many parents notice right away is how divorce impacts uh, the academic state of their child. We start to see children's grades start to tank a little bit. They start to have poor grades and poor academic outcomes. You also start to see behaviors increase within school. So you might notice that your kids have been suspended or they're talking back. Uh, to the teacher or they're talking in class or they're not following the rules and all of a sudden you're getting text messages and phone calls from school, about how your child is misbehaving. Uh, you may notice some defiance and non compliance so you're telling your young person hey you need to be back home by seven o'clock. And they stay out till 9.30. And you're like, what? I don't know what you think is going on up in here. Like, It's still my house. I am the parent. I am the caregiver. This is how you're feeling. But that defiance is built in there. And then you might notice some back and forth arguing with you. And they're telling you, well, this is what you wanted. You ruined our family. And you you hear all types of things that young people say to their parents. Uh, You may notice some depressive symptoms. Uh, You may notice that the young person is not getting out of bed. They might not have an appetite. They might not be changing their clothes. There's a lot of things that young people decide that they're not going to do anymore because divorce has taken place within the family dynamic. Uh, they may have difficulty forming relationships because they don't want to be hurt again. You know, their whole life they've known this family dynamic to be a particular way. And now the divorce has happened. It's not the family dynamic isn't the same anymore. Uh, You may notice some increased stress. So they're stressed out more than they've ever been stressed out. They're like, man, this is just not the life that I thought it was going to be. You know, I hate being at home. I hate having to stay some days here, stay some days there, etc. You may notice some sadness and some anger at one particular parent or both parents. So the young person is blaming folks like, look, it's y'all's fault that we're like this. You guys messed us up. You did this behavior, you did that behavior, and my family is never going to be the way that I thought it was going to be. They may have trouble getting along with other siblings. This is another one where they start to blame the other siblings or they start to fight with them and now they're splitting on the sibling level of the family dynamic. They could also have issues with their friends, caregivers, uh, grandparents, other family members, et cetera. They start to have this rejection of other people in the family. And then also with the depressive and the stress-like symptoms, you may notice some issues around sleeping, where they're not sleeping at all, they're consistently thinking about you know, what things are going to happen or what things have happened within the family dynamic, and they're really just struggling. So there's a lot of different outcomes for how young people respond to divorce. And again, this is not all young people, but this is uh, some of them. But the thing that my, cl- um, not client, the person who wrote to me Uh, share with me was her concern around risky behaviors. She was really concerned about the risky behaviors that both her teenagers can get in. And we talk about risky behaviors, we're talking about sex, we're talking about uh, stealing things or fighting aggressive behaviors, talking about a lot of those behaviors that uh, really could be a struggle. So risky behaviors are more likely in teens whose parents are divorced. In fact, The risk of a teen uh, will engage in risky behavior actually increases 1.5 to 2 times if the divorce takes place as the young person is a teenager. So they might get into early sexual activity. They might start drinking uh, alcohol or using other substances. They may even have suicidal thoughts or even suicide attempts. These things increase with divorce. And we've researched this for quite some time. Now, does this mean that every young person who goes through a divorce is going to lead down a path of drug use, risky sex, or suicidal thoughts? Absolutely not. But the probability of those things does increase, and it is something that you should consider if your family is going through a dynamic like a divorce. So we know that those are some there's some common impacts up there.'s some common effects. And things that happen but one thing that's important to understand too if for for you parents and caregivers who have children who are adolescents and younger is that there's going to be two different uh expressions of what happens The, the older kids typically Uh, have worse outcomes when parents are divorced. So adolescents struggle more than young children. And some of that may be because the young children are still developing their relationships with the parent. They might not have a full awareness of what's going on, but they actually fare a lot better based on what research tells us than teenagers do when when divorce takes place. Uh, Because if you think about this, let's just use common knowledge. When you're a young person, and you are just learning about your parent and your parent disappears. You may miss your parent. You may long for your parent. You may have a build that connection with your parent, but that may get, you may develop without that parent for the next you know, six years of your life, which at that time, let's say you were six, that was the only life you knew. So you you have a life that you knew at six, plus the only life that you, plus this new life without a parent that matches that. So you might not have the same type of impact of, of uh, losing that parent than you would if you're like 16 years old because the next 16 years of your life you're going to be an adult right so that so divorce does hit the age difference a lot differently um so what do we do what do we do with this when divorce comes in when it happens how do we deal with it the first thing that i would suggest is that you open a space of dialogue for each one of your children and not necessarily together each child may have a different type of response to the dynamic. Tell your truth. You don't have to tell all the deep, dirty details of the divorce, but tell your truth as a parent and caregiver. Why did this happen? What was this about? Um, you know, Why is the family shifted? Um, The next thing you want to do is you want to uh, encourage the young person that it's not their fault. You want to let them know that, but affirm them that it's not their fault. Because children, young people will blame themselves for stuff when things don't go right, unfortunately, with their parents. And that's not a position that you want to be in, where the young person's blaming themselves. Offer opportunity for them to have some say-so. And what happens, this gets a lot tricky when you know lawyers are involved and things like that. But if the child fares better at one parent's house versus the other, have a conversation about that. Be willing to discuss with that with that teenager, that young person have them able to advocate for themselves, what makes the most sense for them, for their well-being. And then the last thing that I would say um, that's very important for you to do, for everybody really to do, but definitely for you to do uh, when divorce takes place is to not blame yourself Um, as a parent, as a caregiver, and even as a young person. If you're blaming yourself for the actions that are taking place, you can't do that. The decision was made for a reason some kind of harm happened or things just weren't working out we're human beings we will have emotions towards these things but we can't overcome them over time but if left unspoken if left unheard if left unacknowledged what ends up happening is your child will internalize things that may not be true and they will put things on them that they may not need and unfortunately that can lead down a road that we, we do not want to cross so if you are getting a divorce or if you have have had a divorce and there's teenagers involved, please be willing to talk to those young people about what happened, what their outcomes are, how, what their perspective is, what they need, what they want, because those that conversation will help. And if you're a young person and your parents have gone through divorce, don't be afraid to speak up and speaking up for you may be in a text message, it may be in a letter, it may be in an email, it might not be verbal you should say something you should let your voice be heard let them know the impacts of them splitting the impact that them splitting had on yourself with that i'm going to close out the podcast today's podcast we talked about divorce and teens and some of the impacts that it has and always you know remember it's not your fault uh, but it may be your responsibility to do something to better the outcome for yourself and your young people and the young people in your life if you want to share and ask a question, uh, please go to laugh.com, share your comments there, definitely subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a question directly for me, you can check me out at that's jegna.org. and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have. So that is going to be it for today. And until next time, be safe, be constructive, and be well, and we'll talk to you later. Peace. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault, or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SiletaMakesMeLaugh.com.
0: Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. It's time we get back into the family business and become bus drivers. Metro Transit is looking for operators. So get on over to their hiring event on Saturday, February 4th from 9 until noon at the new North Loop Garage in Minneapolis on 8th Avenue. You can apply in person and get interviewed on the spot. And here's the best part, you can test drive one of their 40 foot Metro Transit buses. And don't worry, staff members will be on hand to help you navigate that thing. But you got this, and they've got up to a $5,000 sign on bonus for you if you get hired. Now all y'all know, we got kinfolk who have been Metro Transit bus drivers, either your uncle, your cousin, grandpa, somebody. And they always had extra money in their pocket because this job pays well, and they've got good benefits. It's time we get back into the family business and become drivers. So get on over to the Metro Transit bus operator hiring event on Saturday, February 4th from nine until noon and apply for one of these positions. You don't need experience and they'll pay for your training. You can't beat that. Just make sure you bring a valid driver's license and bring a friend. The more, the merrier. For more info, just go to metrotransit.org slash drive.